0: Hello and welcome to WISE, Wink with Sherwood's podcast series where we discuss themes and topics within English law. Today, we have education lawyer Teresa Kerr with us, who will be discussing the impact that COVID-19 or coronavirus has had on schools um, nationwide. Boris Johnson announced that schools are to close as of Friday 20th March for most people except vulnerable children, children with education and health plans and children of certain key workers who should continue to go to school. Wales was the first to introduce this measure, followed closely by Scotland and Northern Ireland, before the Prime Minister confirmed the move would be nationwide. So Theresa, tell us, will every school still
1: be open? A mixed picture seems to be emerging. Some schools are remaining open to their pupils and others are pooling resources with others in their area in order to offer provision from a hub school. In those cases, families may be asked to attend another local school or a hub school instead. It seems that some schools only have one pupil attending and others have many more in attendance. However, we think that the picture will continue to change as it might not remain sustainable for some schools to stay open if they don't have adequate staffing provision. For example, if members of staff have to self-isolate. It also seems that some schools opened for the limited groups of children from last Monday as there wasn't much time for them to coordinate with other schools in the area or their local authority, but they are intending to close the setting and ask parents to attend a hub school instead, when it becomes clearer what alternative provision there is in the area. It also seems that some multi-academy trusts are trying to put their own hub arrangements in place for academies in their trusts, This is allowed under the government's guidance, but it is important that multi-academy trusts keep the local authority and regional schools commissioner informed about the arrangements they are proposing to put in place. This is because the local authority is ultimately responsible for coordinating the arrangements across schools, and the government's guidance also indicates that the government is working with local authorities to put transport arrangements in place if a child is attending an alternative setting. Obviously, the reality is that local authorities haven't had much time to prepare for the new arrangements either and may well be struggling with resources if their own staff are self-isolating. So the amount of input and support um, across different local authority areas is likely to vary. If a pupil is attending a hub school, the pupil's usual school will need to ensure that the hub school has sufficient information about the child in order to safely look after them. For example, information about safeguarding, SEN needs, medical conditions and the like. It is important that schools talk to each other about what information is needed and how it should be provided, especially when you're being mindful that both schools are likely to have limited resources available at this time. So given this mixed picture, what are the challenges you would expect the schools to face? Schools are concerned about whether they will be able to safely implement social distancing. The government has issued guidance on this, which schools must consider, called Coronavirus, Implementing Social Distancing in Education and childcare Settings. However, there has been some criticism of the guidance, in particular a perceived lack of guidance relating to personal protective equipment. So we are waiting to see if further guidance will be issued by the government to address this. Many schools are concerned about whether they have adequate staffing to supervise the children who are continuing to attend school. We know that schools are worried about keeping children safe and ensuring that they discharge their duty of care towards staff. It is important for head teachers to undertake and keep under review a risk assessment. And if they conclude that it is not safe to keep the setting open, they must inform the local authority as soon as possible and, if necessary, close the school. Ideally, the school would want to be in a position to signpost parents or carers to alternative provision which might be available in the area. In these circumstances, the school should speak to the local authority to see if any of its staff who are available and willing to help can be pulled to support other schools in the area that might remain open. More generally, um, there have been a number of questions relating to how schools should deal with agency staff, And schools are also starting to receive inquiries from their suppliers, such as catering contractors. And we are supporting a number of schools with queries along those lines.
0: OK, that makes sense. But given that staff may be required to self-isolate at quite a short notice, how can schools safely look after the pupils that are still required
1: to attend? For many schools, safeguarding is embedded in everything they do and it is the responsibility of everyone in the organisation. Although these are extraordinary times and schools are having to adapt to a completely new way of working, safeguarding remains a top priority, and it is important that schools don't drop their guard as we enter this period of uncertainty. On Friday the 27th of March, the government issued specific guidance called Coronavirus, Safeguarding in Schools, Colleges and Other Providers. This provides specific interim guidance on how schools should manage safeguarding during this period. It goes without saying that school leaders must read it to ensure that children are kept safe and also watch out for any further updates which might be issued from the Department for Education.
0: So given this mixed
1: picture, what are the challenges you would expect the schools to face? Schools are concerned about whether they will be able to safely implement social distancing. The government has issued guidance on this, which schools must consider, called Coronavirus Implementing Social Distancing in Education and childcare Settings. However, there has been some criticism of the guidance, in particular a perceived lack of guidance relating to personal protective equipment. So we are waiting to see if further guidance will be issued by the government to address this. Many schools are concerned about whether they have adequate staffing to supervise the children who are continuing to attend school. We know that schools are worried about keeping children safe and ensuring that they discharge their duty of care towards staff. It is important for headteachers to undertake and keep under review a risk assessment and if they conclude that it is not safe to keep the setting open they must inform the local authority as soon as possible and, if necessary, close the school. Ideally, the school would want to be in a position to signpost parents or carers to alternative provision which might be available in the area. In these circumstances, the school should speak to the local authority to see if any of its staff who are available and willing to help can be pulled to support other schools in the area that might remain open. More generally, um, there have been a number of questions relating to how schools should deal with agency staff, And schools are also starting to receive inquiries from their suppliers, such as catering contractors. And we are supporting a number of schools with queries along those lines.
0: And how can education systems and schools prepare for the coming months and the next academic year?
1: The honest answer is that it is very difficult to say, as no one knows what is going to happen over the next few weeks or months. The fact that we don't yet know when schools will reopen means that it will be very difficult for staff to plan for the summer term and the next academic year. However, it will be really important for schools to keep communicating with stakeholders. My son's school has done a wonderful job of keeping parents informed about what's going on and providing reassurance. Lots of parents are really stressed about the prospect of homeschooling their children when they are also concerned about job security or trying to work from home. When the dust settles, governors and senior leaders might want to think about preparing temporary updates to certain school policies to address any particular issues which might be cropping up, for example relating to parent complaints or agency workers, as this might help to provide clarity to stakeholders and help to save time in the long run. It's advisable to keep any such interim policy under review, given how fast things are changing at the moment. I also think that trustees and school governors will have a really important role to play in supporting senior leaders over the weeks and months ahead by continuing to provide a level of governance to schools and attempting to plan ahead by focusing on areas of priority as best as they can in the circumstances. Governors will need to adapt to a new way of working and think about contingency plans for both school staff and governors. Of course, this is a fast-moving situation and schools must continue to consider any guidance from the Government and Public Health England. One thing about schools is that they are resilient, and I do think that schools will get into their stride with the current arrangements. We can only hope that this shared experience will make our communities, which schools are often at the heart of, stronger.
0: Great, thanks Teresa. I think that gives a really good overview. Thank you to our listeners for listening. If you do have any questions, please email um, the team at schoolsupport at wslaw.co.uk. Spread the word to us. If you have any feedback regarding this podcast or any other topics you would like to hear about, email us at marketing at wslaw.co.uk. Please follow us on our social platforms. We are on Twitter, we're on LinkedIn um, and of course on Spotify. The handles are at wslaw or... Uh, at Wise and see you soon